Hello everyone. We welcome you to the first ever Bitsa podcast hosted by Bits Alumni International. This is a podcast for Bitsians and by Bitsians. So tell us what you'd want to hear about and we will make a podcast on that for you. So for our first podcast we will be talking about career development and growth with an emphasis on volunteering. For our speakers today we have leaders from Bits Alumni International. Let me introduce them to you. First off, we have Sharon Kurian, who's the CEO of Bitsa International and works in the supply chain planning space at Apple. She's based in the Bay Area. She has about 10 years of experience leading and implementing complex projects and managing teams in various aspects of pricing, product planning, and business planning. Sharon has been an active member of Bitsa Alumni International since her time in Goa as a student. and was instrumental in setting up strong grounds for Bitsa on campus. She holds a MSc IS degree from Bits and MBA degree from Duke University. She enjoys hiking and traveling in her uh, in her free time. Next up we have Ramya. Ramya Balamudi is the CFO of Bitsa International and an assistant vice president at Barclays Capital in New York. She graduated in 2005 with a degree in computer science from Palani campus and moved to the US in 2010 to pursue a master's in information system. At Barclays, she works in the investment banking division for application development for credit derivatives market. She has been a part of Bitsa since early 2017 when she joined the finance team here. She loves to learn new languages and experiment with photography, baking and gardening. And finally, but not the least, We have Ankur Arvind, who is the CEO of Bitsa International and a product lead at Reflex Systems, which is also a Bitsa company. Ankur graduated from Goa campus in 2011 with a dual degree in chemistry and electronics and instrumentation. His work at Reflex Systems is on products that help the retailers plan and execute their operations efficiently. Ankur's association with Bitsa dates back to his days on campus when he was actively involved in setting up the embryo team. During his college days, he worked as an executive committee member and headed the public relations team for the Bitsa Goa team. He has also worked for the Bitsa International previously, leading the Let's Promote Bits Balani initiative back in 2008-2010 timeframe. Let's welcome all our speakers today. Um, so the first question that I have to ask for the panel is: um, So when we make decisions about our career, uh, we often consider what other people actually think of our decision uh, what do you think about that and how is it possible to get around that as opposed to having expectations from others dictating our careers more do what we want to do that's a very interesting question i'll tell my example so as growing up there are only few professions which was considered as worthy of pursuing if you want to lead a successful career and to have a good life the basis of this think about it today it probably is mostly about a stable income and um, a factor of money is definitely involved in that right yes back then the success was attributed having um it's more like getting a paycheck uh, that is high enough that you don't have to month to month if you're good at studies to become an engineer or a doctor at that phase 
um, the society might have looked at this as the successful careers mostly by looking at people who have been in these professions versus those who are not in these professions, right? Yeah, and it, it's, it's and, something that's still happening for that matter. Right. And then, yeah, of course. But then I would say maybe there is a shift there. But before getting to that, uh, uh, on the other side, people with an arts degree or a commerce degree or uh, working in the public service, their scope was limited. They are at the same job for the rest of their career. Right? They, they're, not even, uh, they're not even in the mindset to be able to think what next income, you get pension when you retire and your life is set in one way, but then the things you can do with that is pretty plateaued at some point. Now, if you fast forward today, the mindset, as you, uh, you well mentioned, Pratyush, it hasn't changed a lot. We still pursue engineering and uh, being a doctor as successful careers, but at the same time, the introduction of social media. There are people who are uh, speaking up and saying, hey, this is what I did, but one day I felt I can't do this anymore, and I did something completely different. And there are a lot of, lot and lot of people who are coming up, and these are writers or photographers or chefs or bloggers or YouTube uh, video make, makers or maybe even small-scale entrepreneurs, right? Now, these social media uh, presence is really helping to change mindset slightly. I'm not saying there's a big thing there, but there is still there is still a stigma around uh, not pursuing an engineer or uh, being an engineer or a doctor. Then the social media boosting is definitely helping to spread the word, hey, there could be other ways to live a life you want. So I really believe in them and want to pursue a career of choice you have to talk to people who have done that path because you need to learn from that experience, right? Yes. And understand what the cons are and what works for you as a person. Nobody can tell you what is right or wrong or nobody can tell you how to change this thought process or how to uh, make a decision. But they can tell you snippets on how they did it and you can always take that back and think about, hey, does it apply for me? I think yeah I think I completely agree with where she is the only other thing that I would like to add here is that uh, we don't necessarily want to you know get around all of these talks because these things will come up no matter what you have been doing right so uh, I've been I've been working with a software firm for, for a very long time, and I see people who are genuinely interested in software. But if you see out there uh, right now, if you just see the bits in community or the IIT in community, a lot of people do uh, you know their bachelors and then go for masters and then maybe move on to a more uh, you know non-technical role just in terms of coding. But then there are people who really like coding; they really want to do the hands-on. So uh, there are a lot of questions about, okay, why do you want to still want to do it? Why don't you do an MS or why don't you do an MBA? At, at one point of time, the only uh, thing which you, you can feel peaceful about is, okay, am I doing what I'm loving? So if I am uh, happy with the way I'm coding or with the work that I am doing, and if it doesn't impact you, uh, at the end of the day, you will be happy no matter what people around you say. 
So you have to ignore it and just see, okay, what you're trying to pursue. Is it worth your time? It's not about anybody else. It's at the end of the day about you and your family. That's about it. It's, it's always great to say you do what you love, right? But the reality could be different. You need to be practical in life too. And depending on where you are in your stage uh, in life, you will definitely have to consider a lot of other things before diving deep into what you love versus what helps you in that particular situation. So there is there is two sides to this coin too. It's not just about... No, correct. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So that's why I said you have to do something that you love and then you have to take care of you and your family. Yeah. So the family is there. <laughs> So you have to essentially take care of that as well. Because those are people who you love and who want to be really, you don't want to, you know, just leave everything and say, no, this is my passion, I'll do it. There has to be some practicality behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. I so agree what with I, what both uh, Sharon and Ankur have said. Uh, there's both a practical aspect and there's also a pra an aspect of finding joy in what you're doing or being at peace with what you're doing. At the end of the day, it's also about being the only person who needs to be satisfied by the kind of decision that you're making right as you start off with your career is probably your own self. So if you were to choose a particular path or you were to choose a particular firm and the kind of work that you're doing, if somebody's coming up and saying that why at all are you doing this, do you even understand that it may not be the best path for you or not? But if you're happy with the kind of choice that you're making, that I believe is the best way to go ahead. It's not necessarily to satisfy everyone around you. There would be someone or the other who's always going to say that this is probably not the right choice for you. But if you're happy, that's good enough. And at the end of the day, once you've made a choice, that's not the only path you need to continue down on. It's always possible to switch careers. It's always possible to actually move to another field altogether. So don't ever think that this is the only path you need to pursue till the end of the road. You could always switch up based on where you stand, how things are, if you're actually liking it at the end of the day or not. And then you could there's always retrospective at the end of it and you could actually take stock of where you stand and how things are and make decisions based on that. So you need to find joy in what you're doing and that I believe is the most important thing at the end of the day. Yeah. So uh, in a way it's like a trade-off that we have to uh, look at one thing that is a joy but then do you have to have a practicality aspect to it as well? So this, uh, uh, Ramya, uh, from what you mentioned about switching jobs, so uh, that, that leads to my next question. So um, are there any good indicators so that, uh, you know, we, you find out that you're actually stagnating in a particular role that you're at? And what's the value of actually sticking through that, uh, sticking through the uh, role and, you know, sort of forcefully um, getting through that hump as opposed to switching companies? and um, if you decide to switch uh, fields, what advice would you decide to give someone who does that? I will go with uh, first as to how you would realize if you're stagnating or not. So given a particular year, uh, an entire year, there's always going to be a lull. There's going to be a period when you're going to be really active and really plugged into what you're doing. But if you see that you're finding yourself demotivated and you're sort of dragging your feet to work, that I believe is a very good indicator that uh, what you're doing is not actually what you want to do. It may be time to look into switching roles. If you can find another role which actually gives you the kind of responsibility that you're seeking, 
that's a good place to go to. But if you think that the kind of role that you are seeking is not available in the firm, you may have to switch companies and such. That is what I believe is the strongest indicator. Uh, going to work needs to be something that you'll need to look forward to. It shouldn't be a road thing. It shouldn't be about doing it just because you want to get through the week. It needs to be something that makes you want to go to. It needs to be something that motivates you to do. And it needs to be inspiring enough. And uh, uh, once you once you feel like things are not going the way you want them to, as in uh, the kind of uh, work that you're doing is not being as impactful or not being exactly what you seek out, I believe it's uh, good enough to take. It's a good time to actually take stock of where you are and see if you need what kinds of changes that you would like, what is it that you want, and uh, make switches accordingly. Yeah, that, that's that's really good advice, especially yeah when you're dragging your feet to work. I'm pretty sure that's a good indicator. Yeah. Considering the fact, so we are able to get so much information from you, so that sort of uh, leads to the next question about uh, mentorship. Um, how important is it to have a mentor um, when you're actually looking to grow in your career, or is it enough to learn on your own? And what are usually the pros and cons of both? I think uh, having a mentor, a direct or an indirect mentor. So if, uh, in the way that you have an indirect mentor is that you follow somebody. Maybe somebody is in your organization or somebody in your field. And uh, to the level, it, it would be good if you can have direct access to that person. Because as much as your learning is on your own, uh, at least you know a couple of pitfalls that the person has gone through. So especially at your workplaces, this helps a lot. Uh, if you have a mentor, you know, who can uh, take you and who can guide you through what his past experiences have been. So having a mentor definitely helps. Uh, your learning at the end of the day is more personal, uh, is more, you know, uh, driven by what you are uh, going to tackle next. But I would agree uh, to the fact that despite you need to learn on your own at your own pace and comfort but it's really important to have a mentor who can you, you know just show you the light ahead i agree if, yeah oh sorry go ahead yeah i agree with what ankur uh, has just said i believe mentorship is plays a very important role in one's career there's no uh this i wouldn't contend that at all uh, it is important to seek out a mentor. There is somebody who is always available to actually check in with, give you a different perspective to how you look at things, and experience carries its own value. So somebody actually being able to guide you step-by-step uh, step or giving you an overview as to how you should be looking at things, that I believe is very, very important to one's career. Uh, if you were seeking out somebody at uh, a level just a couple of notches above yours, the kind of perspective they would offer is different from somebody who's much higher up too. But I, I, from my experience, what I see in, my, in the firm that I'm with right now is that people are more than willing to be mentors. But you also need to bring something to the table instead of just going to them and saying, help me out with this. You need to have a rather clearer agenda as to what it is that you want help with, what it is that you are asking them for, and what is it that you're bringing to the table to them and being clear in your uh, uh, being clear in what it is that you want to actually tell them 
would actually go a long way in being able to receive the help that you're looking for. So I think as you start off with your career, it's always important to actually network and be able to find some mentors who would be able to guide you in the initial stages of a career. And people tend to stick with mentors throughout their careers too. It's not necessarily just the initial phases, but throughout as they actually start growing up, the latter, they do seek mentors accordingly as well. And uh, it's not necessary that you need to stick with just one particular mentor. There could be many who would be helping you out as Ankur has pointed out, direct or indirect mentors, but it is always helpful to be able to check in with someone, be able to uh, get some guidance rather than trying to figure everything out just by yourself. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And uh, one thing I would add to that is sometimes it is necessary to have the mentor. So we were discussing earlier about being stagnant at work, what to do next, right? Mentors play a very big role in figuring that out with you. Sometimes what happens in an organization is your manager may not know you are in that position where you don't find the work interesting or you're not continuously learning. And you may need an open discussion to make them aware of that situation. And that might make major changes in the way things are in the future. So I have experienced this uh, from my own uh, work. There are times when, so I, 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 one thing I do very uh, often is whoever is my previous managers or whoever was my, were my previous mentors in the past team, I'm still in touch with them on and off. And when you discuss certain things about how do you approach the situation or how do you, what are your perspective on that particular uh, situation, the perspective they bring than somebody who is working with you, it's very different. And it gives you a very uh, a different viewpoint which you can think of and uh, that indeed helps you to figure out how to tackle a particular situation. And then the mentor also plays a big role in helping you with a lot of the soft skills because I think from a technical skill point of view, they can obviously guide you what to do next in your work, what are your uh, opportunities and whatnot. But at the same time, what I've noticed or what I've uh, greatly benefited from is there are some attributes successful people do or successful people have. And you may not really notice it, but somebody can help you to notice these things. Especially on the soft skill side on how you communicate to people or how you manage a discussion or uh, how do you show you have the authority on people even though you are not their direct manager. These aspects definitely come from talking to experienced people and watching them and trying to understand how they got to the stage where they have a good command on what they're doing. Yeah, I think uh... So uh, I was always I have always been confused as to if I should actually go approach someone for mentorship. But after listening from you and this, all these points can sort of uh, these these were certain points that I was always confused about. Like how do I uh, who do I look up to? And it really looks like uh, having a mentor and uh, who can guide me through that is going to be super useful. And you need to pick the right mentor too because. 
Somebody who is not able to relate to your situation is probably not the right mentor for you. That's a very, very important factor in it. For example, if you pick a mentor who has, uh, who has started at a different level or who has started at uh, a different type of company, may not be the right person where you can associate with. So it is, it's, it's a key point that you need to find the mentor who, who has a relatable experience with you. So that will be more beneficial. Then these are really useful points. Um, so switching topics, uh, so we wanted to also talk about uh, learning through our careers. Um, so um, these days uh, we actually listen, uh, like we hear a lot about, uh, you know, people taking courses from Coursera or even uh, Udacity. And uh, so uh, my question here is that, uh, how, how do we keep on learning even after work starts getting slightly monotonous and so from my experience i feel like i end up getting a lot of my knowledge from my daily work and should i be actually allocating time beyond my work time for studying as well and what so at least in my initial since i'm in my initial phases of my career what am i missing out by not actually uh, uh doing that by not uh, taking active, actively taking courses from Coursera and uh, learning beyond my actual work. I think learning is not just about taking courses from Coursera and such. It's also being uh, plugged into, uh, if you were speaking of a technical perspective, uh, what are the advances that are being made in technology? Uh, at times you may be way too busy and just get caught up in the kind of work that you're doing and you may not have enough time to actually look out as to what else is happening in the rest of the world. That's the kind of learning as well that is being referred to here. So um, work starts to get monotonous uh, and all that stuff, but I believe learning is something that actually doesn't stop just because you go to work or come back or do not have enough time. Some people need to factor in that into at least their weekly routine or probably a bi-weekly routine or something of that sort to be able to see what kind of progress is being made out there in the world to understand. There's always, so once you start contributing to your work, once you start contributing to your team, what happens is uh, the kind of expectations that are being set are also raised over time. So what happens is the kind of difference that you would be able to make is to be able to offer what else can be done in addition to what is being done at this moment, how things can be improved, how processes can be improved and such, or how things can be automated. So that is the kind of learning that also needs to be looked into. I think I agree with uh, what Ramya has said. And, and to go over to what Pratish, you were asking. So yes, obviously, uh, there are a lot of people who take these structured courses. But, uh, you know, if, if you're getting uh, most of it, as you mentioned, right, at, at your workplace, there are still things like Ramya mentioned, which you really need to pick up. So it might not be some machine learning course that you're doing on Coursera or Udacity. It could be something related to soft skills. There, there are a lot of people who, you know, even after four or five years into their organization, maybe brilliant coders, maybe brilliant at what they do, but still, uh, uh, soft those soft skills so maybe those are the things that you could pick up and uh, so so learning in one way or the other i think uh, 
enhances some abilities within you gives you more confidence so i would personally recommend anybody that okay even if it's a small piece like ramya mentioned that okay even if it's like reading one blog and you know getting something new doing something hands on uh, we need to keep doing that every day in our lives even though you know we are pretty much satisfied at work even then i would suggest once in a while just have a look around what's going on in the world and uh, can i learn something new anything new it could be something small something very minuscule yeah that 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 is actually yeah we sometimes uh, just because of the pressures of work we end up stopping to doing the uh, stopping doing that but yeah we end up we end up stagnating as a result this is we should even if it's just one blog and that's something that we can all aim for like one blog a day hopefully and that should be something to look forward to as part of your routine um so uh, since uh, all three of you are part of bitsa i actually wanted to ask about uh, volunteering as well and uh, all of you have been uh, contributing for bitsa for multiple years and you would have a much better perspective of how it goes so um personally i feel like volunteering can um, has like two benefits one is a personal development and the other could also be professional development um but then you also need to uh, put in a lot more effort to it how do you think that uh, volunteering personally helps you um if in your like if it could help in your personal growth and professional growth and how do you how would you describe it um, to me volunteering is something which i want to do outside of work that is completely unrelated and that gives me a different perspective so that has professional uh, development opportunities for me but at the same time from a personal point of view it's a satisfaction you get by doing something you want to do always and i've been involved with bitsa right from second year in college and in or out for the uh, for the last many years i've always been part of bitsa and it's a way i feel i can give back to my alma mater who made who i am and i would say bitsa was a very transformational experience for me things which i've never thought of growing up i always thought my ultimate goal is to graduate from undergrad and get a job and that's it my life is settled there was no other ambition beyond that and then you meet this amazing people then you have a whole new world open to you and there are professors who influenced you there are uh, your friends who influenced you and there are alumni who influenced you and this is the way i can give back to uh, the university who made me who i am now that's my personal satisfaction right the reason i mentioned the professional development opportunity is when i started my career uh, i was working as an analyst at uh, oracle in a retail analytics space and i crunch numbers i work on some very cool and interesting projects which uses data science and what not but i was an individual contributor who was just focusing on my work and the role at bitsa at that time was i was managing communications and i was a volunteer and i used to do some marketing some social media uh, marketing and so on and that was a way for me to get the first hand experience on marketing and then i started doing scholarships and awards uh, team like trying to get new scholarships from alumni uh, executing that so that was an opportunity for me to do some fundraising experience and then 
leadership opportunity where I am influencing on how we manage the scholarship and having some negotiation skills and uh, project management experience and so on, right? And then right now I work as a CEO of Bitsa International, definitely a great leadership experience. So these are not the things I usually get on my day-to-day -day life, right, at, at work. So for me, this is a supplementary professional development that I cannot get in my day-to-day -day experience. And on top of this, the icing on the cake is a number of alumni, the senior alumni and the network you, you make through this process. Obviously, today there is LinkedIn, there is uh, all sorts of social media where everybody is reachable. You can send a message to anyone and people generally are really good at responding. So you can connect without any trouble. But it definitely was not the case when I started my career. And even today, I feel that personal connection you make but through the common platform of Bitsa is a lot more uh, solid than just sending a message out of random to any person. And it does require a lot of commitment, right? Because you might be having a 15, 16 hour workday at office. And this is on top of that. And it is hard to manage. But then once you're committed, you're committed. You do it. And then I all, what, what I always tell to my entire set of volunteers is, hey, look, you see the mail within two days, you respond saying you at least acknowledge the mail. You don't need to have the action immediately. Everybody understands you are a volunteer and doing it out of your own interest. You don't need to have ready-made answers or do the work then and there. But at least acknowledge the mail in two days and give a timeline on when they can expect the reply. You cannot let the other person hanging at the uh, other end. So that's, that's always been my request. I understand everybody has their personal life and professional life and there are good days and bad days but you can't commit the exact same number of hours on a day-to-day -day basis. They always need that knowledge. So that's my golden principle whenever I volunteer, whether it's Pizza or any other projects or other organizations I volunteer with. Yeah. Um, I would, uh, personally, again, I, I have just started my career, but I have benefited a lot from Pizza. So if anyone out there is considering joining Pizza, I would recommend it highly. You, you increase your connections, you meet amazing people, and they act like your mentors, so. Absolutely. Um, so we so we are, uh, we have sort of spent a lot of time today on the podcast, but let's wrap it up now. Uh, the question that I would want to ask all three of you is, uh, so if you had to restart your career again, what would you do differently? <laughs> That's a tough one to answer. I'm not sure if I would uh, do anything very differently other than take all the learnings that I have so far and apply it. I've always been curious to do something totally differently. And if that opportunity comes, I'll be okay. I will figure it out then. But definitely take the learnings from so far and apply it from day one. I think yes, uh, pretty much related and couple of points that uh, were brought up in our discussions initially also. Something that I would really want again as Shannon mentioned to start from day one is you know uh, approach a mentor early in my career. So, so that you know even in the early days when you you know 
when you start up you're like okay there's some money you can go party so that 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 phase of your life where you just uh, are around for a couple of years and not really figuring out much to do so it's it'll be good to have a mentor right from the beginning so that you at least have uh, some focus on where you're going so that would be one thing and the other uh, bit that i mentioned about learning is also something that you know has to be inculcated early in your career because as an uh, if you graduate in your careers also and you are rising up the ladder the work hours as i mentioned goes up crazily uh, across all places i believe so it's much more efficient you have much more time at your hand if you can start off really early and you know do a lot of learning outside of what you are actually doing all of these soft skills all of these volunteering so get involved in all of those things uh, a bit more early is, is what i would uh, be doing differently but nothing nothing more than that i agree with what uh, both sharon and ankur have mentioned i fortunately at a workplace where as we started off we were assigned a junior mentor and a senior mentor that has been invaluable in the way things have process for uh, progress for me i think whether it's a company culture or not it's important to actually seek somebody who can guide you whether it's the small things that how to navigate through uh, how to navigate the day to day stuff as you start off or to have a bigger uh, bigger picture in mind but i believe mentorship is very very important and uh, learning and uh, volunteering opportunities one thing i probably would tell myself is that time is a very elastic concept so not necessarily that uh, uh you know taking on more activities would actually overwhelm me or would uh, uh totally dampen my spirit or anything of that sort as soon as much as uh, as long as i like what it is that i'm doing and i pick up a few things i realize that i would be able to fit all of that into my schedule on a given day so you needn't actually limit yourself to just a few activities you needn't limit yourself in terms of what you're learning or what you're seeking or what you're volunteering with and such it is possible to do all of it but prioritize and uh, work accordingly that's important and have some guidance in your life it's you can never have enough guidance that's what i strongly believe in thank you ramya thank you sharan thank you ankur we got really good advice today and hopefully this uh, helps out a lot of people